0: Hey there, my friend, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Struchowski podcast. Before we get into the podcast episode today, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, overwhelmsucks.com. Yes, you did hear that correctly overwhelmsucks.com. Pick up my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. I know that when you're overwhelmed, the last thing you want to do is read a long report. So I intentionally made this free guide simple to read and most importantly, to implement. So get your free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm at overwhelmsucks.com. Michelle Cooper is a powerhouse entrepreneur, CEO of Alchemy Accounting and Bookkeeping, and author of Confessions of a Money Rockstar, your money date journal, and co-author of the collaborative book, Women Rising.
1: Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. I am super excited to talk to you today.
0: I'm glad you're here too, because we're going to be talking about money mindset. And I was sharing a little bit of my story before we started recording that for the longest time I was putting the cart before the horse. I used to think, hey, you got to have money to have a money mindset. But now over the last several years, as a result of having great guests like you on the show, it's backwards. You have to have a money mindset first before the money will come. And a lot of people, and I used to be there too, live in a poverty mindset. I don't have any money. How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay the car payment? How am I going to get school supplies, et cetera, et cetera. That's not a good place to operate in. So I know you're an expert on money mindset, so I'm going to leave it to you. Where do you want to jump off into this wonderful pool of money mindset?
1: Yeah, well, I think, you know, it is important that people understand that it's the it's the it's our thinking that comes before the actual money showing up. Right. And it's not your fault. Like if you are if you do have a poverty mindset, like recognizing that it like it. It's not about blame or shame or, oh my God, like I, you know, my, my wife or my husband has a poverty mindset. It's really like, okay, I see this now and I can change
0: it. I love that. One of the things I started doing really simple, this is what got me out of the poverty mindset is I admit, I I tell people about health and wellness all the time but I love diet Coke. Okay. I've just,
1: oh my God. So do
0: I. (laughs) So save your hate email. I know it's not good for me. I know it can clean rust. Okay. I love diet Coke. So here's my point. So I love the 16.9 ounce bottles. I love the 16.9 bottles because it's convenient. And I don't like the two liter bottles because I don't like diet Coke when it's even remotely flat. Right. If I go in the store, if it's not on sale, I will pay full price for it. I won't look for a coupon. I won't drive all over town looking for what's on sale. And I think if people, and tell me if you agree with this, if you do little things like that, then you're like, oh, okay, um, I'm starting to come out of poverty mindset and starting to go into abundance. Is that a good exercise to begin to come out of it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's it, it's it. I call it incremental expansion.
0: Oh, I like right?
1: that. So it's like, how can I like, it, you don't have to go and buy like the Mercedes Benz car or whatever, <laughs> right? Like it can be these small little incremental expansions, or it might not even be like in your situation, it's a bottle of Diet Coke, right? Like we're not talking a gazillion dollars here. We're talking about saying, you know what, this is what I like. This is what I desire. And so I'm going to buy this. I'm not going to worry about the price because there's always more money. There's always enough money. That's the, like the link, the linchpin kind of thing that, that shifts people. It's like, Oh, okay.
0: Right. I'm laughing because just yesterday or the other day, cause listener, if you've never checked in on the show before, welcome. We're glad you're here. We just recorded this yesterday. And so this is all like the ink is still wet. So on Sunday of this week, my wife and I went shopping and she wanted to buy, she likes the two liter bottles and she goes, ah, oh, two forty-nine is not a good price. It's not a good sale price. I said, honey, just buy it. Just buy it. Just don't, buy it. don't, 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 don't buy a, a, an inferior brand or a brand you don't like just because it's a dollar cheaper. Just buy it. And she looked at me. I'm like, I said, poverty mindset. Let's get into abundance mindset. She goes, okay. And she threw him in the car. So it's, I think what you said, what was that phrase you use? Incremental. Incremental expansion. I love that. And and you start doing that on a weekly basis. Every time you go shopping, all of a sudden you'll notice that your poverty mindset begins to switch over to abundance mindset. One of the people I train under uh, Grant Cardone, he says, a lot of people say, well, people don't have money. He goes, really? Next time a customer comes to you, do they have a watch? They drive up in the car. Do they have clothes, Do they have shoes on? People have money. Now yeah. whether they're going to give it to you or not is immaterial it's not the subject of this podcast, but people have money. Tony Robbins says it's not a question of resources, it's a question of resourcefulness. So, people who have abundance mindset, if they want something, they'll find a way. If you're if your child was sick with cancer and you need to come up with $50,000 and you're broke, you will find a way to come up with the money. So the money is in the world and and I think I'm not a big fan of the law of attraction, but I believe if you are like, "Whoa, is me like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? Whoa, is me? It's never going to work out." Then why would money want to come to your house and visit you? It's going to go to someone who wants the money. Absolutely, it's
1: your. It's like you know, it is a little bit of law of attraction, but it is the frequency that you're operating in. Right. It, and that frequency is just an energetic expression of your mindset of, of your thinking. Like, what is that habitual pattern of thinking that you are caught in? Almost like a, a loop. Right. Like, if it's like, Oh, you know, there's never enough money. There's always bills coming through the door. As soon as I get money, it goes. Um, Oh, I'm just not good at money. Like, these are all just thinking like they, they've come from past. Um, experiences probably, but they are just ways of thinking and you can decide that you're not going to think that way anymore, right? Like it's as simple as that. Sure. We may want to go into, you know, where it came from and all the healing work you could do. But at the same time, you could also just decide, I'm not going to do, do that anymore. I'm not going to think that way anymore. That was me. It was like, I don't want to waste my time. Well, not waste my time, but I don't want to spend all this time in like the healing of my story and like all these things and digging up all this stuff. I was like, I just want to change my situation. What do I need mm-hmm. to do to change my situation? And that's where I learned about mindset. And it blew my mind. Like, and the results blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, this is crazy.
0: The the first thing I tell people if, when they ask me, how do I become more productive? I said, decide. Wake up every morning and say, I will be productive today. Or the the other thing I tell people is I wake up and I say, I will be positive today. If you start out with that intention, you're much better off than going, well, I hope I land a client today or man, I hope I can pay the rent today. Don't start off that way. Start off the saying that I have an abundance mindset or I am a productive person or I am positive or I'm going to land that big client today. I think intentions are powerful because it's... If you tell your brain something negative first thing in the morning, well, that's how it's going to dwell the rest of the day. But if you start out positive, then you are giving yourself a leg up on most of the people I would argue in our world today. Absolutely.
1: Like I remember like five or more years ago, one of the things I did was I recorded some intentions and affirmations onto my phone mm-hmm. and then I use that as my alarm. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. And so... you know, when I, when my alarm went off, it was basically me telling myself all the things that I was going to be doing, getting new clients, reaching out for leads, like improving my profitability, whatever it was. And what happens, what I came to understand is what happens is our goal, our, our brain is a goal achieving machine, right? So it will now it's been given this input. I'm going to Bring in ten new clients, let's say, and now it starts thinking, well, how could I do that? Mm-hmm. Like what are the ways? It now has a way to uh, like a thing to focus on and that was super powerful. I saw a a direct increase in my uh, business from that one thing.
0: Wow. That's amazing. One of the things I do every morning is a habit I picked up from Grant Cardone is I write out my goals every morning. I don't think about them. I don't meditate them. You meditate on them. Well, though you could do that, but I write them in my journal every day. And you'll appreciate my first two goals. My first goal is I have a net worth of 100 million dollars.
1: I'm nowhere
0: close to that. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm telling my subconscious mind, I will have a net worth of 100 million dollars. You go figure out how to make it happen. The second goal I write is I generate 1 million dollars of income every month. Now, if you're listening, you're going, wait a minute, how are you going to have a 100 million dollar net worth? If you only make um, a million dollars a month, first of all, that's negative and abundant and poverty thinking. Second of all, it's called investing. Okay. So I just want to explain that. And you know what my last goal I write is I write six goals a day because some of them have to do the podcast and my followers and stuff like that. My last goal is I own a private plane. Now Ooh. I'm nowhere. I'm sick of TSA and lines. Just get my own <laughs> plane. It won't take off without me. If I'm late, it won't take off without me. And right? I get the best seats. And I can switch seats if I want to. And I can bring my dog if I want to. Right? But the point is, is I write these goals. Jim Cowens calls them big, hairy, audacious goals. Grant calls them 10x goals. Because when you write big goals, and I encourage people to write them every day. Now your subconscious mind gets excited and go, wow, how are we going to make this happen? But if you go, oh, man, I hope it's make it to Friday. Well, what's your subconscious mind supposed to do it if you're going to make it to
1: Friday? Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I, I love that. And those are great goals. I And I t- I'm i similar to you, right? Like every morning I do, I write out my goals. I do my gratitude and I just sit there for a moment and I just have some appreciation for where I am now and for the things that have yet to arrive into my life. Cause it's about how the feeling, the feeling that these, it, like that's the thing with money. It's not really, it's not really the money that gives us the uh, reward. It's how money makes us feel. And if we can feel that way, regardless of how much money is there, that will change everything.
0: You make a very good point about how it makes you feel I, I want the listener, especially if you've never had an abundance of money. I want you to go back to a time or if you have abundance of money now, go back to a time when you didn't have money. How did you feel? You probably weren't happy. you probably were okay. under a lot of stress. you're probably overwhelmed. How am I going to get the kids new shoes for for you know school or whatever? And then go forward, whether you have money now or not, or if you don't have money, imagine you do have money. Imagine that you could take your kids out and get not the sale school supplies, but the school supplies they want, or not the discount clothes, but you can buy them the best clothes they want. Or maybe when you go buy a new minivan because you got a big family. You don't have to worry about, well, let's not get the radio. Let's not get a steering right. wheel. Let's get let's get the whole you know, whole kit and caboodle. Imagine that. And I think if people can project in the future and go, Wow, if I had this, how much happier would I be? Now money doesn't make you happy. But it can certainly give you a lot of options. I I think Grant Cardone says money gives you choices. Yeah. I remember back in 2017 we had a devastating hurricane here in Houston, Hurricane Harvey, and my wife and I back then were not in the position to help people. We had no money. I mean, we were barely making ends meet, like a lot of people in our strata, if you will. And and I told my wife, I said, someday I'm going to get to a point where someone God forbid that I know their house burns down. I want to be able to go say, you know what? We're going to put you guys up in a hotel. I know your insurance covers the Motel Eight or Motel Six. Would okay. We're going to put you up at the Hyatt. You know, it's right. our gift to you. You can't do that if you don't have any money. Yeah, money. There's a lot of people who have money who are evil and they're they're hoarders. But there's a lot of people who are very wealthy and they help a lot of people. You can't build a hospital without money. Got overwhelmed? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at overwhelmsucks.com.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I do challenge that belief that money doesn't buy happiness because I, I know people who having money to pay for their kids you know, treatment of whatever thing that's going on for them. Or, you know, my, my best friend's son has some special needs and they they have to pay out of pocket for therapy. And that actually provides happiness. So is, your point. is it going to, is it the be all end all? And if you just had money, you didn't have anything else, would you be happy? Probably not. But it certainly provides ease right? Like it makes life easier. And I always remember hearing, I can't remember who it was, having money makes my life easier because I have choices. And if my car breaks down, I can just get it fixed. Whereas if I didn't have money, my car breaks down, it becomes like this juggling thing Mm -hmm. of like, what can I not pay so I can get my car fixed? Or now I can't get my car fixed, I can't get to work or, you know, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So, for sure, it provides ease, but it also provides impact. And that's a really important piece. Like you say, many of our hospitals have foundations that need a lot of money to do the work they do. And, you know, organizations that that need money to do the work that they do. And it's all about circulating, right? Like, we have to remember that we're part of the circulation of money, And, and we should be circulating it. So, you know, one of my personal goals with money is to be able to purchase a marine vessel for the Sea Shepherd Society, because I love the work they do in our oceans. And they're like, like boots on the ground or I guess boats in the water kind of thing. (laughs) Like they're, you know, they're, they're out there and they're do, they're taking action. Hmm. And so I know it's going to take millions of dollars to buy a Marine vessel, to pay for the crew. And I think that's a really worthy cause. And at the same time, I'm giving a hundred bucks to the SPCA every month, or I'm, you know, donating to an orphanage in India. So it doesn't have to like, it's not just the big things, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I saw, that and this is phenomenal. And, and I did this and I just, I giggle thinking about the person that experienced this, but I saw it on Instagram and I took uh $500, I took $500 out of the bank in cash, $100 bills, and I put it in a a diaper box at Walmart.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And so, you know, someone, I'm hoping the right person, like, it's got to be the right person, right? But they're going to open that and they're going to be like, oh my God, there's $500 in here. Wow. Like that could be a game changer yeah. for a single mom, for a young family. I had three kids and they were all 18 months apart and there was like times where we were just trying to figure out how we were going to buy all the diapers that were required. <laughs> and I just I just think like we can do these. it doesn't have to be $500. It could be 100 bucks. Could be 20 bucks. It could be $5 that you give to somebody. Like it it doesn't have to be a lot. It's about releasing that money, it's circulating it with the understanding and the belief that there's always more. There's always enough, there's always more, and we're part of the circulation of it. It's the mm. impact really.
0: Yeah. Well, let me rephrase what I meant by money won't make you happy. If you are miserable, if you're oh. a grump and someone gives you money, you're not going to magically get happy. You may get happy for a little while and you go out and spend a lot of money like the lotto winners. Oh,
1: totally. Wealthy
0: people don't play the lotto. Why? Because they know, first of all, you didn't really earn it. You won it. And there's a yeah. difference. Wealthy people, as you know, they Earn the money, well, as real estate, stock market, whatever, they earn the money. And so that's what I was going by. There's something else you talked about you know, you give $500 in the diaper bag, which I thought is an awesome idea. i I'd never heard of that before. I cannot, I would have loved to be, I, I know you would have loved to be there, just like pretend you're looking right? at diapers to see who got it. And if you saw some guy go around, go, oh, no, 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 no I, I was going to take that just, <laughs> you know, no, I'm just, <laughs> right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But what I always told my <laughs> wife, I said, when this example, I always use a single mom of three, the car breaks down and people take up a collection. Wouldn't you like to be the person that says, you know what? We're going to buy you a brand new car. We're going to go to right? the dealer. You pick out the car and I'm going to tell them if you a fly in the windshield, you take it to the dealer, we'll cover everything. How would that, that's going to make you feel, forget them. Imagine how it's going to make you feel that you help someone in need like this
1: it just it's it's such an amazing opportunity for us to experience life with money differently especially those of us who have come through times where we didn't have a lot of money like to be able to i don't use the term give back because to me if you're giving back it means you've take you've taken something yeah. and i don't think we've really taken anything but it, to just circulate money and support people and have a an amazing impact in someone's life. Like that's a huge opportunity for us.
0: And when you help people, you shouldn't look at it like an investment. Like I'm, I'm a Christian. And so I believe in the concept of tithing. I don't give to the, the church or to God and saying, okay, I'm going to give you a tithe. I, I hope I'll get an investment. So That's how it works. When you help somebody, whether it's a single mom whose car broke down or your neighbor who had a house fire, you don't give and hoping that God, the universe, whatever you call it. Rewards you, okay? It should be reward enough, rewarding enough for you that out of love and respect for a fellow human being that you help them. That should be it. If you get something else out of it, that's the cherry on top. But I don't want people to think that giving from the heart is to be confused with investing.
1: No, not at all. And and that is an important piece for people to understand, right? It's not like I'll give so that I can receive. Giving is part of receiving. Like it's a, it's the. duality of that but it, it really is like you said giving with no expectation yeah and that's why like for me like putting that that money in the diaper box sure I would love to see who picked up that box and walked away uh, but at the same time I gotta let go of the expectation that the the right person yep. is gonna get it like I'm just gonna trust
0: that I just can't get over that I'm just thinking about that I would love to be there when that person got home. And open that box. I mean, I mean, what what thoughts would they go through their head? Would they go, "Uh oh," or should we go back to the store? I'm just curious. Right? I, I or is love, this real? I, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, that was I've never heard that before. But now you got me thinking. Hmm. I hope I got hope we're hope we're stimulating the listener to go. Hmm. How can I do something crazy like that to help someone totally. else?
1: could be 20 bucks. Yeah. Like to yeah. me, when my kids were little, 20 bucks would have been a big, pretty big bonus, right? It, I would have like probably treated them to something, but it, it would have been a significant thing. Um, so it doesn't have to be a lot, but imagine the feeling that that person's going to have, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if we think about the, the feelings that money gives us, Like we're, we're just spreading, you know, I guess some people call it like random acts of kindness and stuff like that.
0: I saw a video. I think it was on Instagram because as Mister Productivity, I stay away from TikTok because it's so addicting. But hey. I happened to see a video, and I posted a video. I happened to, to see one where this guy was tipping. This is a real easy way to give more back to someone or not give back to give someone. And the per, the man was was talking to the lady, and and he goes, "Well, tell me a little bit more about yourself." And it turns out that you know her car broke down because he asked how big of a tip he wants. He goes, "Well, how about five bucks or ten bucks?" And, and he found out that her car broke down and this and that. And, and so at the end of the video, he wound up giving her a $500 tip and she's crying, you know, and I'm like getting teary eyed. That's why I want, don't watch these videos. Right. And, and she goes, I'm going to give the money to my mom. We just hit a house fire. So she took his gift and gave it to her mom. And I just right. talk about the circulation. That blessing went from him to her to her mom. And I think that just made me feel so good. And it's exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you know what? There's there's people. It, it, we like we can look in our our local community just around us, and then further out from that, of course. But there's there's just so many op- opportunities for us to to give and and to change our world, like to have an impact, which is. Mr. Productivity having an impact.
0: (laughs) Well, I just want to challenge people as a result. Hopefully you got this feeling as a result of listening to this conversation with Michelle that you will do something today, whenever day. I don't care if you're listening to this when it comes out on Tuesday, September 13th, or you're listening on the weekend on your more on your weekend run. I don't care. I want you to do something unexpectedly awesome for somebody just take it away from your household someone yeah. you don't know now it doesn't have to be a 500 dollars in a diaper bag right. but i've heard people they go to this they walk around the parking lot we've all seen people walk around the parking lot usually they're trying to, to hock their cds but maybe you walk up to someone you think is in need and say hey i wonder if you can help me um I have to get rid of this hundred dollars and I want to give it to you. Something simple like that. Just walk away and have a videotape because that's gonna be Instagram worthy. Not that right? they one's going for it, but to see people, like you said, you never know who you're going to touch. It could be one person. Maybe they they were they were on the verge of the life is collapsing and they're about ready to take their life that day. I don't mean any morbid, but, but then you give them a hundred bucks and say, you know, you know, have a great day. Uh, I'm cheering you on. And, and you changed their life. Now they don't commit suicide. You don't know the point I'm making here. You don't know what impact that gift that you gave them. Just like Michelle doesn't know the impact of whoever bought that diaper boxes. You don't know, but think about how you'd feel to do that. So I challenge the listener to do that.
1: Oh, I I love that challenge. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see what
0: happens. (laughs) So we covered a lot of ground on the show today. Is there anything on your heart that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you really want to share with our listeners today?
1: Yeah, actually, there is. I I just want to make sure people step away from any kind of judgment around Mm -hmm. whether they're doing enough. Just let that go. Like, just just allow yourself the opportunity to be completely judgment free about what you're doing with your money, how you're interacting with your money, how other people are spending their money. We can be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Sally bought those like $3,000 pair of shoes" or "Oh my god, I can't believe, you know, the Kardashians are doing this thing," right? And it's like Let's just let go of judgment for a moment, and even in in your challenge, right? Like it doesn't have to be a big amount of money. It like five dollars can shift someone's day. Mm-hmm. Buying somebody coffee in the lineup behind, like the person behind you, and like that's like, oh my god, that's awesome. So let go of the judgment because judgment is a big. It's a big, like, kind of like rain on your parade kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. we judge ourselves so harshly and, and we, many of us judge other people as well. So if we can just let go of that for a moment, I promise you, you will experience life differently.
0: I love what you said, because it spurred a thought in my head when people like I've fallen absolutely head over heels in love with English soccer. They call it football. And I really enjoy it. So I went out and bought Paramount plus for three, four months because one of the championship leagues is going to be on Paramount plus. And some people go, why are you spending money on that? I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you paying for it? Or I'm paying for it. (laughs) When you said the judgment thing, I'm like, don't worry about how I'm spending my money. You're not the tax man. You're not my employer. Don't, what are you worried about? And that's also known as being nosy. So don't be nosy. How other people spending your money, they got a big boat in their yard and they don't cut the lawn. Is that your business? Right? No. So no judgment. So No judgment. Michelle, I know people are going to want to know more about what you're doing. And as Steve Jobs used to say, how you're putting a dent in the universe. I know you gave us a link. Uh but uh-huh. okay, us. It's me. <laughs> it's just me and my friends here. <laughs> my my invisible friend. You gave me a link which is in the show notes. So what are we gonna find when we go to that link?
1: Um you're gonna find a download um uh, which is called your money date. And this helps you um interact with your money in a in a format, like a structured format, which is I created to help people start to change their relationship with money and change how they feel when they are interacting with their money, which means checking your bills, paying your bills, looking at who owes you money, all of these things that happen around money. Um, this little workbook walks you right through that. And, um, and it's kind of like the beginning. The beginning step of um, taking a more empowered stance and energy with your money and uh, also looking at your thinking, right? Like, what are you thinking when you're looking at your credit card bill?
0: Excellent. I love it. So that link will be in the show notes. All you have to do is go back to the episode, scroll up, and her link will be there. Go get that resource. Michelle, absolutely lovely to talk to you. You're a 2L Michelles. We were talking about that before we started. (laughs) I'm married to 2L Michelles, and apparently there's this debate between 2L Michelles and 1L Michelles. Apparently, the 2L Michelles think the 1L Michelles don't spell their name right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I've heard other two, all Michelle saying that. Plus you're a diet Coke lover as well. So uh, it's a perfect match. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. I really appreciate your time and attention. Before you go, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you have not subscribed to this podcast in your podcast player of choice, would you do that right now? This way, every time a new episode comes out, you will be informed. Second thing is, while you are subscribing, please consider leaving a rating and a review this helps the podcast get discovered. And the third thing, I know I'm asking a lot of you. The third thing is if you know of someone who can use this episode right now, why don't you just share it with them? Every podcast player that I'm aware of makes it really easy to share an episode. So if you're thinking of a family, a colleague, a neighbor, a friend who needs to hear this episode, go ahead and hit that share button and send this podcast to them right away so I can help them like I. I helped you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back real soon with a brand new episode.